I got to a precipice where I was just really miserable and I was working so much cold calling and expireds had become like my thing. I was dialing all day, every day, hitting the phones. I was doing really well, but I was just gassed and exhausted. Today, you're going to learn all about Vanessa Charles. She's out of Tampa Bay, Florida, and she is absolutely wonderful. You're going to hear what makes her a top agent. She is not afraid to tell you who she is. She doesn't hide. She tells it how it is, and she speaks her mind, and that's why people love her. She is very authentic and very genuine. I cannot wait for you to listen to this podcast. Welcome to the Top Agent Podcast, where we interview top agents, talk tech, and marketing strategies to dominate in real estate. Let's get moving. Welcome back to the Top Agent Podcast. So we have Vanessa Charles talking about marketing. This one here with me today is absolutely unbelievable with marketing. We're going to get into a little bit of that and what makes her successful here in a moment. Um, but Vanessa Charles is on with us. She's from Tampa. She's wonderful. We've been like friends through friends and connected in a lot of different ways for years now. And we finally got a chance to catch up over the podcast. So how are you, Vanessa? I am so good. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like it's crazy how long we've known each other, but we've never actually met in real life. I know what's crazy about the whole thing is you're a you're a native you're a Michigander. I am. But you live in Tampa, and you kind of have the world I want, right? You live in Florida, but you have Michigan roots, and I'll, I'll end up there one day. There's, you know what? You won't be alone. It's almost like um, '75 was just like a funnel, and all these Michiganders just fell down the funnel into Florida. There's a ton of us here. Well, I'll get I'll get into uh, some really little known facts about me. Um, I was born in Lee County, Lee Memorial Hospital. Oh, really? In Fort Myers, yeah. Okay. So actually, my original roots were, for, were was Florida. You did you <laughs> backwards. Yeah, I went <laughs> backwards. When I was about two years old, my mom moved here, and uh, and that's that's it. I have a lot of family <laughs> in Florida, though. That's awesome. Well, you are more than welcome anytime. Oh, well, thanks. We would love to have you here. <laughs> I'd love to hang out on the beach with you and Randy. That would be uh, awesome. <laughs> So I've been following you for quite some time. And what what impresses me is, and I saw kind of how it started. I watched how it started. At the same time, I was working with Kevin Hoover, who is a coach of mine and you're a coach of yours still. Um, Kevin was working on branding and yeah. you've done incredible things with your brand. Can you Thank tell you. me kind of how it started? Like, let's start with the, is something as simple as the colors. How did that start? Like, you started with the colors and then you worked your way into, you know, everything you, you went deep, it seems like into your soul to find out who you really were. And then you took it and did something with it. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So my background is actually in graphic design. I worked for a marketing company for a couple of years here in Florida and doing branding and logos and packages. And actually we designed a lot of junk mail, which was not my favorite thing in the world. But so my roots sort of are in branding and graphic design. And when I got into real estate, everybody initially had said, don't say things that are polarizing. Don't, I'm like a well-known feminist. My a huge part of my brand is being a feminist and advocating for women and women's rights. And 
Um, everybody initially was like, you have to stop. You have to stop talking about those things. So I tried really hard to fit into this sort of like buttoned up, wear my suit skirts and not talk about anything polarizing. I took the feminist sticker off my car because the woman whose team I was on told me I couldn't work for her if I had it. And I sort of just like really let go of everything that made me who I was in order to try to make money in real estate. And it never, I never thought it would be something that would last forever. It was sort of my like, well, I'll do this until I figure out what I really want to do. And I got to a precipice where I was just really miserable. And I was working so much cold calling and expireds had become like my thing. I was dialing all day, every day, hitting the phones. I was doing really well, but I was just gassed and exhausted. And one day I was driving, doing some showings and my clients were following me and I had kind of either dozed off or just been really sleepy or put my head in my hands and I ran a red light and I got T-boned. And that was sort of like a breaking moment for me where I was like, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep exhausting myself into the ground just to make a couple bucks, cold calling people who don't even really want to talk to me. So that was when I found Kevin. And the first thing that Kevin had said to me is, what do you really want to do? And I said, I want to help women. I want to work with women. Like that is my whole life that has been like a passion of mine. Like I just want to work with women. And he was like, so why aren't you? And I was like, I don't know. Everybody said like, you can't do that. Like you can't alienate half of the population if you're going to be in real estate. And he was like, forget it. He was like, do it. So at that moment, I changed everything that I was doing. I went out on as a single agent and built my entire brand around helping women invest in real estate. So the colors, my colors have been pink since I got into this, were sort of an accident. There's this really cool pink brick wall in Tampa, and I had done some headshots and in front of the pink wall. I was like, do you think I could run with this? And everybody in my office was like, you, can't, you know, you can't be a pink real estate agent. No men will ever want to work with you. So I was like, forget it. I'm just going to do it. So I ran with the pink, and it's, it's kind of like a baby, like a soft pink. It's not like neon or anything, but... What is really cool that I found is that 80% of real estate, residential real estate decisions are influenced by women, whether or not it's their money that they're spending. Hmm. So inadvertently, my branding in terms of like just reaching out to women and speaking to women paid off immensely because I ended up working with a lot of married couples through connecting with the wives. So it sort of snowballed. One thing kind of led to the next. I didn't sit down one day and say, I'm just going to be pink. It's sort of, I just sort of let it happen and unfold as it came. And it worked very well. So no kidding. So you didn't really alienate um, women at all. You yeah. you gained clients because yeah. the women are the decision makers, which is very clear and very obvious to me now that you say that. Yes. But I would have never, never assumed that's how you started, right? Yeah. Anytime I talk to new real estate agents, I always say, if you're not speaking to women, like that doesn't have to be your whole brand. But if you're not speaking to women, you're missing out on a huge part of the market because in uh, the book that I read all this in is called Why She Buys. And 80% of residential real estate decisions are made or influenced by women, even if it's not their money that they're spending. And if you're an agent who's been in the industry, I think you can look back on the transactions you've done and see that. There's a lot of evidence for that. Well, I put myself in, in, 
in those shoes here as you're saying that. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I have my wife and myself. And if we were to go shopping for a home, yeah, it's really not about what I want. <laughs> it is not about what I want at all. Yeah. And what I had found that was very frustrating for me is that I would work with the women through most of the transactions, through all of the searching. And I'm sure you've probably been in these situations too, where you do all the house showings with the, the wife. And then once it comes time to make an offer, all of a sudden my relationship switched to working with the husband. And obviously it's a very heteronormative thing. I realize there are a lot of same-sex couples, but it was almost like once money became involved, the woman took a back seat. So I sort of embarked on this mission to make sure that women understood what was happening in real estate, what your escrow money means. And I know that very state to state, but um, what that looks like, what your down payment looks like, what your debt to income ratio looks like, how that affects your purchasing power, why cash might be king in certain situations. Um, and I think kind of a side note, but um, Quicken Loans, Rocket Mortgage has a commercial now that says cash might be king, but you're the queen and you should get your financing with us. And I was like, oh, it's catching on. They're finally speaking to women. So it wasn't necessarily intentional, but once I went down the rabbit hole, I was like, wow, there's really something here. Yeah, that's very smart. Um, wow, I learned so much in about <laughs> two minutes of this, right? Five minutes of this. So that's really interesting. So let's get into, wow, I'm baffled by that because <laughs> all the things, my, my, my brain is turning, all the things you can, you can do. And obviously you've already have gone down that road, but what's most interesting is you decided this is who I am. This is what makes me happy. Yeah. And this is the talk I'm going to talk and the walk I'm going to walk and forget everybody else. Yeah. And I'm sure it's been nothing but enjoyable for you. Just like, I think the same thing, like you started with the expired calls. Do you still call expireds? No, okay. I've filed in Two years? Okay, cool. So I went down the expired route and this is this podcast is not about me, but let's talk about this for a second. I went down yeah, the expired yeah. route and I was miserable. I was miserable. I was miserable more on the days that I didn't call because I felt guilty that I didn't call. Yeah, like what right? did you miss? Yeah, what did I miss? Yeah. Now there are people that swear by it. There are people that yeah. swear by it for sale by owners. There are people that swear by absentees and yeah, it's a great business. Yeah, you can do what you can really do whatever you want, but what makes you happy? And you found that. And I, I think Kevin had a lot to do with it. Um yeah. helping you and he he helped me tremendously. Like, yeah. who are you? Like my first my original marketing pictures were like suit and tie, right? Because I came from corporate I came from corporate America. Now it's like yeah. Now it's rolled up sleeves with, uh, yeah. with tattoos and, you know, whatever, you know, my sneakers. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like what I like and, and that's it. And that's what I, that's why I'm so fond of you and watch what you do on social media is because it's so fun to see that you're who you are. And one of my favorite things, and I, I, I'm glad I'm remembering this. One of my favorite things was you and Randy went live one night. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, this was probably three years ago. Yeah. You remember this? I do. You guys went live and you had just, you, I don't know what you even talked about, but I was really taken back by it because it was exciting to watch. and It was fun because your real personality came out and you and Randy were just talking about things. And I watched like the whole thing. I think my wife watched it with me. It was pretty fun. So it's amazing what social media can do. You know, you being in Florida and enjoying the hot weather and I'm up here in Michigan and it's yeah. about to snow. And all of that's happening 
but through social media, we've connected because mostly because your brand and your marketing is so strong. Thank you. I appreciate that. People forget a lot of times in real estate that there are so many of us. Like, I mean, I don't know the exact number, but I'm going to say probably millions of real estate agents in the entire United States. So you've got to do something that sets you apart because people really in reality don't give a crap about square footage or how many bedrooms a house has. There's so many of us now that people are going to choose who they're working with based on who you are and what you're doing and what they like about you and if they can trust you. So Randy and I just hanging out on a Saturday night, actually it was probably a weeknight because he was probably working on the weekend, but just hanging out and like riffing with each other. That's who we are. And we have fun. And in fact, we started a podcast when everything shut down together and it was so much fun. And just getting to let people into who you are is such a powerful experience in branding because I think, especially in real estate, we feel like we, everybody has to like us. And if we say something that like, mm, maybe somebody likes dogs instead of cats, like I shouldn't talk about my cats or maybe people don't want to know that I'm, a, I'm not a mom, but I've heard from so many women that they're afraid if people find out they have kids, they might not want to work with them. And those are the things that make you powerful and make people connect with you and want to work with you. So I'm kind of on a mission to help people stop hiding behind this, the suit in real estate. That, that is a really great point. You know, I still believe in staying away from politics and religion. Um, but for the I most part, all those roles. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know you don't care. And, uh, care. and good for you, you know, good for you. I just, I don't know. I, I still struggle with that a little bit. So that's interesting because you're just like, yeah, whatever. I'm who I am and deal with it. But it's I, not, it's not everybody's platform like that. Right. Political issues have been a huge part. My degrees in women's and gender studies. So I've been an activist since I was a kid. My mom has petitions that I wrote when I was in elementary school because I thought it was unfair. We couldn't wear hats to school. Like I've just sort of always been encouraged to stick up for things that I thought were right or wrong. And that's kind of at my core who I am. So for me to not talk about those things would do such a disservice to my brand story and my brand narrative. That may not be everybody's thing. You're, somebody's thing may, might be horses or being a biker chick or being religious. Like whatever your thing is, you get to own that. It doesn't have to be politics. Yeah, and you're right. There are so many different agents in the, in the world, but there are so many different clients as well. Yeah. And so there's going to be, there's always business. So another um, real estate coach guy that I follow is Ricky Carruth. He's out of mm -hmm. Alabama. He's pretty fun to watch. And he's, he's always talking, like his big thing is, there's so much business out <laughs> there. There's enough business for everybody. However, the average consumer knows, like, I think it's eight real estate agents. Yeah. And that blows me away. You know, so how do you stand out? How do you, how are you top of mind? How do they relate with you? And you know what? The best one, the best client is the one that doesn't relate with you because you don't want to work with them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always say, and this is something that sometimes the best money to leave on the table is the wrong money. And how much energy and effort you'll have to put in to work with somebody that you maybe really don't even like. But because real estate is operated from such a scarcity mindset, we think 
we need every buyer. You don't need every buyer. You need, you could get away with 12 buyers a year or sellers, 12 clients and make a really good living in real estate. That's 12 people. You don't need thousands. You can, and you can always build on that, but you can do really well in real estate with just a handful of people. I agree. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And um, I love it that you know who you are. You know, I, I love it that that's the message for this. I didn't even know where this podcast was going to go. I just knew that I had to talk to you. But to go down this road for all the people listening that will listen in the future, Vanessa Charles, she knows who she is and she just ran with it. So be yourself, be who you want to be. Yeah. So what's what's on the horizon? So you, one thing I noticed, um, and I wanted to make it so bad, I think it was last year, the year before, Amplify. Yeah. My baby. <laughs> yeah, Amplify. So you put together this wonderful speaking event, right? And you have all these fantastic speakers. And tell tell us, everybody, what Amplify is. So Amplify is an event for women entrepreneurs, mostly women. We actually have a lot of men that come, but um, it's targeted towards women and just sort of helping you really find why you got into business in the first place and then how to grow that business so that you can make more money and do better things in the world. Because it came out of the fact that I had gone to a ton of these events, these empowerment events, these business events, and they really pump you up with like business stuff and like overcoming self-doubt. And then you leave and you're like, okay, what do I do now? So I wanted to create an event that sort of had like a holistic approach, the really high level business strategy, but also the personal discovery to help you be able to implement those strategies. Because if you're, you could have the best marketing plan in the world, if you're still struggling with self-doubt or not happy in your relationship or just feeling small, it doesn't matter. It's not going to be able to implement. It will catch up with you. You can't out affirmation a bad mindset. So I created this event that sort of just had a full circle approach to everything that women need support with in business. And so this, some- year, this year you had to do it virtual. Was this year yeah. three? This is the second year. Second year. Okay. We had to do virtual due to COVID, but um, we have a tentative date for next year, which is exciting. And now you're, are you a life coach as well? Yeah. And so what, give me an example of what you do for a life coach. So what I found in real estate is that what I really love with working with women was the connections that I was making. And so many of the women that I had helped buy houses were also women in business. And the conversation would always end up about branding or how did you build this? How do you create this kind of a real estate business without buying any leads or spending any money on marketing? And I realized that I had just a natural knack for the marketing and for the business side of things. But I'd never, ever thought that that would be my jam. Like I never thought that entrepreneurship was something I could do. So after a while, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to offer to help some other women do this. And that sort of led to the next thing. And now I have, I have four private clients and I have a group that meets weekly and I love them. They're all growing businesses and overcoming the stuff that holds us back. And I think, and this is something that is along the same lines as Kevin and you as well, that we forget that life doesn't have to be all business and you shouldn't sacrifice the things that make life rich just to chase some paper. I completely agree with that too. Um, so we're, <laughs> we're very much on the same page because yeah. 
you know, a lot of people like here will ask me things like, why do you do that? Or why do you do video? Or why do you do these? Why do you invest so much time in these things? Because that's what I like to do. Yeah. You know, and it, it'll bring yeah, your business that's over. Magic. That's it. And in, so with, with my kids, right, it's the same exact thing. I want them. I, I traveled for nine years. I was in and out of hotels, mm-hmm. airports, always on a flight. Kids at home, wife that's a saint. And when I finally left that to be happy, and it was hard, right? Leaving leaving mm-hmm. a salary and corporate job, it was really, really difficult. But once I did, then I realized that I've been missing out this whole time. Yeah. And so all, all we can do is encourage other people. And as I do my kids, mm-hmm. you have to do what makes you happy. It's yeah. not always about the money. Um, it you, have, be. you know, if you wake up and you're miserable and you're making whatever X dollars per year and it's not worth it. Yeah. It's yeah. not worth it. So. And the reality is there's a lot of unhappy rich people. And if you aren't building the foundations that you can build that business on, it will crumble. I mean, look at Jeff Bezos, right? Billions of dollars and a failed marriage. So money doesn't guarantee those things. Like you have to build the roots and the foundation so deep that when the money comes, it just amplifies everything that's already good. Hence amplify. Amplify. <laughs> amplify. Amplify is awesome. Um, so I have, I have an interesting question for you. Yeah. I like to ask some questions while towards, you know, as we wrap this up a little yeah. bit and get to know you a little bit better. Um, what do you consider your greatest achievement? Oh my gosh. Um, honestly, my marriage. And I, I don't think I've ever thought about it before, but um, I never thought I was deserving of love. I never thought I was deserving of a lot of big things like a successful business or a healthy marriage. And Randy and I have done a lot of work over the last six years together through therapy, through coaching to become better people for each other. And the fact that we made it this far has been pretty freaking cool. Yeah. He seems like a great dude. He is. I'm I'm excited. I'm sure we'll all meet one day in person. I'm excited to meet him. Now I'm, I'm standing about six, three, six, four, and I have a feeling from the pictures that I'm going to look up to him a little. He's six nine. Oh geez. Yeah, he's really tall. But I'm five eleven, so it was perfect. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So you're tall. Yeah. Yeah, that works out. Um, yeah, he seems like a really good guy, and and watching you two together is is also fun to see as well, because you know you see you see people that influence you in different ways, positive and well not negative, but you see positive influencers and you just want to shut out the negative. And, uh, and so I put you way up on the positive list. You guys oh, are very positive you. and keep thank up the you. good work. I know it's not always what you see on social media, but it when is you have somebody, right. But when you have somebody as genuine as you and you're just like, Hey, this is who I am. I believe that is more true yeah. that that's who you are on social media than, than not. Yeah. And I think, the first time I ever told our story was at an event I was speaking at. And afterwards, the number of women that came up to me and had said, wow, I've 
only been in toxic relationships. I've only been with men who were verbally abusive. I don't even know what it would feel like to be in a healthy relationship. I know that I'm not alone in those things. And I just got lucky enough to find a man or a partner that was willing to do the work with me. And without the marriage and the relationship that we have, the business would mean nothing. So while yes, that is an awesome accomplishment, the work we have done together far exceeds any of the money that we've ever made. Well, that's a really, really good answer. (laughs) Best personal accomplishment, what greatest achievement is. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, Now you met him in Florida. When did you move? You, you lived in Michigan before, but when did you move from Michigan to Florida? So um, I actually moved from Michigan to New York City when I was 18. Oh, okay. Um, probably gave my parents a heart attack, graduated high school, and I was like, I'm out. I applied to one college. It was in New York City. I got in and I left and I spent about almost two years in New York City and then I moved here. So I moved here right at the beginning of 2006. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And you wouldn't change it for the world, even the hot summers? You know what? After year five, the heat just sort of becomes normal. You just sort of get used to it. But there, my favorite thing about Florida is that there's always something going on. There's always something to do. Once you're close to the beach, it's really hard to leave. Um, I love Michigan. My roots will always be in Michigan. But there's something about being this close to the water that just always feels good. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I, You know, <laughs> we've gone... Um, We've gone several times to, you know, whether it's Clearwater or Fort Myers or Siesta Key or even Daytona, Orlando. And every single time we come home, we open up, you know, realtor.com. <laughs> we're like, okay, I know what, what are we going to do to make this happen? And, you know, unfortunately, the root, our roots, our roots and our kids, and there's some things preventing us from doing that um, right now, but it doesn't mean we're not going to be there half the year in the next, you know, half a dozen years. But how cool that you've created a life that you can do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's I talk to people all, all the time about that. I say, and they're like, well, what about retirement? I'm like, there is no such thing as retirement for me. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to retire. Yeah. I will just, I'll scale my business up and down as I need to but I don't need to retire. I love what I do. And yeah. and that's the message for today, I think, is if you love who you are and you love what you do, then be yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they say that if you love what you do, it never feels like work. But I think the reality is that if you love what you do, the work is just more enjoyable because it's always work. It's really, really hard. It's a lot mm-hmm. of work to do what we do. But if you love it, it's tolerable. It's fulfilling. It feels good. At the end of the day, you feel like you've made a difference in someone's life and that makes the work fun. I agree. That's, that's perfect. Got another question for you. Ready for this one? Yeah. Hit me. If you had a personal mascot, what would it be? Oh my God. Uh, oh my gosh. It can't be your husband. It cannot be your husband. <laughs> a mascot, Randy. <laughs> He's big enough. Um. Oh my God. Okay. Well, probably it would be a cat, like a a cat mascot, like a human in a cat costume. Maybe I don't know. I've we have five cats. 
I'm slightly obsessed with them. I think that what I love about cats is that they do what they want. Like there's no telling a cat what to do or what not to do. They're going to do it anyways. And if you don't like it, they'll just yell at you. So I appreciate their tenacity and <laughs> the fact that they rest when they want to rest. So I probably would be a cat. <laughs> That's 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 fun. We have a couple of cats. You know, have a couple of dogs. You know what I love about cats is you can leave the cats alone yes. for a few days, and and you know what? Here's your food. Here's your water, and yes. the box, and just do your thing. And, uh, I can't believe we're, we're now we're talking about cats at the end of this podcast. That's okay. It was inevitable. It was inevitable. Of course, uh, but yeah, I can see a big old mascot. Yeah, pink, a pink cat mascot with Amplify yeah. written all over it. For sure, that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so if you can give advice to an, any new agent or any, a, actually any agent at, at all, any seasoned agent, any new agent, when it comes to branding or marketing, where, what would you say? Like, what would that one thing be? <sighs> Just one thing? Sure. Okay. Um, stop hiding. Hmm. Stop hiding. I think it's very easy to hide behind the real estate brand and real estate agent. And um, it, no one can see you if you're doing what everyone else is doing. So in order to get clients and get business, you have to be seen. You can choose to be seen through cold calling and expires and FISBOs or buying leads, or you can just stop hiding in general and making connections with people who really want to work with you and like you and are happy to support you in your business. That's strong. So if you're an agent listening to this right now, or whether you're a seasoned agent or a brand new agent or watching this, whatever you're doing, understand that there's been so many good quality nuggets be yourself stop hiding you know get a mascot love your husband or <laughs> wife right so many good nuggets yeah. it's been so fun talking to you vanessa um what's the you best way I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this up on the screen for people who are watching the video but what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you especially if it's another real estate agent that's watching this podcast and they have a referral in the tampa bay area yeah. Vanessa Charles is your person. She's with Remax Action First. She is absolutely fantastic. If you haven't figured it out, she's as genuine as they get. Um, so for the podcast, can you rattle off your phone number and your yeah. email address? And I'm going to throw it up here on the screen as well. So my phone number is 248-835-9031. I still haven't let go of my Michigan area code. 16 years later and um text text me at that number probably don't call my voicemail even says to hang up and text and um, my email address is i am a m vanessa charles at gmail.com the best way to get a hold of me is probably through instagram or facebook which is just um my instagram is at i am vanessa charles and i'm vanessa charles on facebook so Vanessa Charles and I am Vanessa Charles on Instagram. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you, Vanessa, so much. This yes, has been—it's uh, been wonderful. You know, you're—you're you're everything that I thought you were, and, <laughs> and then some. And so, but then then I look at your phone number, even though I typed it in pre-show, right? I'm looking at your phone number. I'm like, wait a second, that's two four eight. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's really funny. I've had the same number since like eighth grade. Yeah. And when I got first got into real estate, I thought about changing it. And the person I was working for at the time was like, well, what if somebody from like high school calls you and like needs to buy a house? And now that I think back on it, I'm like, this probably never would have happened. But now I got it and I got to stick with it. So it is what it is. Well, that is fantastic. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to catch up with you. How long are you going to be in Michigan for? Just curious. Probably a week. I will be there. Cool. Well, uh, restaurants are shut yeah. down. Coffee houses are basically <laughs> shut down. But we'll I'll, definitely, I'll definitely give you a call or a text and we'll figure out if we can connect somehow while you're here to meet formally in person. Um, but if I have Tampa Bay business, you're getting it. Oh, so. thanks, Tom. I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me.